0: Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 17th, 2021. Sorry it's late again, but let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Redeeming God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have clothed us in your grace and made us heirs of your promise. By the power of your Holy Spirit set us free from all that we fear and let us live according to our faith, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 123 and 146, Second Samuel 18:9 through18, Acts 23. Verse 12 through 24, and Mark 11, 27 through
1: 12, 12. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 123 To you I lift
0: up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord, our God, until God has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us. For we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than its fill of the scorn
1: of those who are at ease of the contempt of the proud. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live.
0: I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. God upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked God brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever, your
1: God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. 2 Samuel eighteen nine through 18
0: Absalom happened to meet the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of a great oak. His head caught fast in the oak, and he was left hanging between heaven and earth, while the mule that was under him went on. A man saw it, and told Joab, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. Joab said to the man who told him, What? You saw him? Why then did you not strike him to the ground? I would have been glad to give you ten pieces of silver and a belt. But the man said, Joab, Even if I felt in my hand the weight of a thousand pieces of silver, I would not raise my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing, the king commanded you and Abishai and Etai, saying, For my sake protect the young man Absalom. On the other hand, if I had dealt treacherously against his life, and there is nothing hidden from the king, then you yourself would have stood aloof. Joab said, I will not waste time like this with you. He took three spears in his hand and thrust them into the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the oak. And ten young men, Joab's armor bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then Joab sounded the trumpet and the troops came back from pursuing Israel for Joab restrained the troops. They took Absalom, threw him into a great pit in the forest and raised over him a very great heap of stones. Meanwhile, all the Israelites fled to their homes. Now Absalom, in his lifetime, had taken and set up for himself a pillar that is in the king's valley, and he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. He called the pillar by his own name. It is
1: called Absalom's monument to this day. Acts 23, verses 12 through 24.
0: In the morning, the Jews joined in a conspiracy and bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 who joined in this conspiracy. They went to the chief priests and elders and said, We have strictly bound ourselves by an oath to taste no food until we have killed Paul. Now then, you and the council must notify the tribune to bring him down to you on the pretext that you want to make a more thorough examination of his case, and we are ready to do away with him before he arrives. Now the son of Paul's sister heard about the ambush, so he went and gained entrance to the barracks and told Paul. Paul called one of the centurions and said, Take this young man to the tribune, for he has something to report to him. So he took him, brought him to the tribune, and said, The prisoner Paul called me and asked me to bring this young man to you. He has something to tell you. One voice there. The tribune took him by the hand, drew him aside privately, and asked, What is it that you have to report to me? He answered, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, as though they were going to inquire more thoroughly into his case. But do not be persuaded by them, for more than forty of their men are lying in ambush for him. They have bound themselves by an oath neither to eat nor drink until they kill him. They are ready now and are waiting for your consent. So the tribune dismissed the young man ordering him, Tell no one that you have informed me of this. Then he summoned two of the centurions and said, Get ready to leave by nine o'clock tonight for Caesarea with two hundred soldiers, seventy horsemen, and two hundred spearmen. Also provide mounts for Paul to ride and take him safely to Felix, the governor.
1: Mark eleven twenty-seven 27 twelve twelve. Again they came to Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking
0: in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? Answer me. They argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say, then why, why then did you not believe him? But shall we say of human origin? They were afraid of the crowds, for all regarded John as truly a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Well, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his share of the produce of the vineyard. But they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again he sent another slave to them, this one they beat over the head and insulted. Then he sent another, and that one they killed. And so it was with many others, some they beat and others they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. When they realized that he had told
1: this parable against them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd, so they
2: left him and went away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, our
0: readings for today, we have the death of Absalom. So, remember, Absalom had this luxurious, uh, sort of, I don't know, Fabio like hair. Um, he would only cut it once a year, and when he waited, it was like 18 shekels or something like that. Um, I always imagine it as sort of like dreadlocks or something like that. So, he has this wonderful, luxurious hair, and he's riding his mule and gets caught in a tree. And the mule keeps on going, and he is stuck by his hair in a tree. He can't get out. So somebody comes by and sees that this is happening, and he goes and he tells Joab, I saw Absalom. He's hanging by his head, right? And Absalom says, well, why didn't you kill him? Absalom is, we remember, this is the guy who, um, he went ahead and killed um, the husband of of Bathsheba, whose name is escaping me right now. Um, he is the one who killed Abner, the, the general of the northern tribes, because Abner had killed Joab's brother. Um, he is that guy who He's kind of an ends justifies the means. He's the one who does the thing that he thinks needs to be done, right? So he says, Well, why didn't you just kill him? And this man, more faithful than Joab, frankly, says, No, (laughs) I heard the the standing orders were not to kill Absalom. David does not want Absalom to be killed. He just wants him to be defeated. Plus, I remember what happened to the servant who um, killed Saul. I remember what happened to the one who brought news about these things, right? So I'm not going to take that on myself. And Joab says, well, I will. And he goes and he takes three spears and he spears Absalom hanging up and then he surrounds him and they keep hitting him until he's dead. Then they dig a big pit and throw him, his body into it and cover it with stones. Absalom is made, or not Absalom, Um, Joab is making absolutely clear and definitive that Absalom is dead. He is dead, dead, dead. There's no way that he's not dead. So this is the end of Absalom's rebellion, and we will see what happens with David after this. Um, This is it's going to be another sad thing, right? Absalom is David's son. And even though he's the one who came and sort of took over from him, um, yeah, it's, it's going to hit David pretty hard.
1: And again, I think in this reading, in, in my reading
0: over this over the last several days, I realize how much... David sees in this situation, the situation that he was with in with Saul. Um, and he doesn't want things to turn out the way that they, um, that they did then. So I think that's the reason why he runs away instead of staying and fighting. He doesn't want to, to, um, to play that same role that Saul did. But now Absalom in a very similar way is going, is, has been killed by somebody else and that news is going to come to David. Um, and so there's a distinct parallel between the death of Saul and the death of Absalom now. Um, then we have in Acts. So remember, Paul was taken down to the Sanhedrin uh, to, to see what was going on. He caused a big uproar over... Um, resurrection, and they bring him out. So now there are, there's this group of Jewish authorities, um, and they take up a solemn oath. That they are going to kill Saul, uh, Paul. Right, they, they are not going to eat until they have finished it. So they have the Sanhedrin request that he comes down and, and they talk to him some more. And they will set up as an ambush on the path between uh, the barracks where he is being held and where the Sanhedrin meets. But it's found out. Paul's nephew hears about it. And so he goes and tells um, Paul and eventually the, the person in charge there. And this man says, okay we're not going to play that game. He takes a bunch of soldiers and he sends Paul to Caesarea. He says, if, if there's going to be justice, he needs to be outside of Jerusalem. Um, and so he sends him to Caesarea to Felix, the governor says, you need to deal with this situation. Um, it's clearly, it's, it's not working down here. We have again, a glimpse of the corruption of the Sanhedrin. We have uh, a once again, this is a common theme. People are unable to out argue Paul, though he doesn't really do much arguing in this point. Um, and so they just want to kill him. They just want to get rid of him, just take care of the of the problem. And yet uh, God does not allow that to happen. So, um I always wonder what happened to these guys because obviously he's not attacked. Uh, so at some point they have to break their oath. That's that's maybe the irony of the situation as well. And then we have um, Jesus and the Pharisees. They come to him and say, "You know, by what authority?" I'm sorry, this is the chief priests, I think. Uh, Let me double check and see who this is. Um, This is the chief priest, yep. So the chief priests say, why, what authority are you doing this? This is after he has cleansed the temple. Um, And Jesus says, I will tell you the authority that I did this with if you tell me where the authority of John the Baptist comes from. And they don't want to answer. So he says, fine, I won't tell you that. In fact, I'm going to tell you a story, and then he tells a story about a vineyard. This absolutely, for those listening, would raise up this image of this vineyard from Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 5, there's this song of the vineyard owner. And this vineyard owner, it's, the beginning is almost exactly the same. This man um, buys a, a, a plot of land and builds a wall and builds a wine press and gets everything ready for a vineyard. In Isaiah's case, the vineyard owner goes to the grapes, to the vines, and finds that instead of good and um, luscious grapes from which they can make wine, they find wild grapes, sour and small and, and, and not very good. And so what does he need to do? He needs to just basically raise the, the field and um, start over again. In this case, it's not the grapes themselves that is the problem. It is those that have been put in charge
1: of the vineyard. And so the one who has gone away goes to get the, um, uh,
0: the rent, basically, get their share of the harvest, and the people mistreat the servants and kill them. Finally, a son is sent, and they kill him, thinking that because he's the heir, um, somehow that they will get the <laughs> the um,
1: the field. And they kill him, and they throw him outside of the city gates. What will happen then? Well, the owner is going to come back and get rid of those ones who
0: have been put in charge and put new ones in charge. He's saying this again. Directly to the, to the high priest. Or at least in the high priest's hearing. This is coming immediately after a question of Jesus' authority. Also immediately after the story of the cleansing of the temple. With that bookend of the, um, the fig tree. Jesus is saying
1: very clearly. And Mark is saying very clearly here. These people who have been put in charge, are corrupt. They have not lived up to the covenant
0: which they were supposed to be doing. Um, There was good fruit that God was expecting through Jesus to receive when going to this place, the temple,
2: and it was not there. So the results, so the... um,
1: the next step is after the death of this son
0: is that that authority is going to be taken away from them. Um, I don't recall. We're not sure exactly when Mark's gospel was written. Um, it may have been before the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, um, or it could have been written after. Either way, some 40 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, the temple is destroyed by Rome. Jerusalem is knocked down, and the people, the Jewish people, are spread all over the world, not to have their own national identity
1: until 1946. So,
2: um, and, and arguably, right, this. Mantle of the
1: chosen people right um, God's people who are given authority
0: who and who are asked to give fruit has now shifted to these as Paul would call it the, the children of Abraham who have the same faith of Abraham, whether they are physical descendants or not. but the question remains what happens to those who are much fruit is expected, and much uh, justice and righteousness is expected, and God does not find it. That doesn't go over well. So while we as the church can say, oh, great, we've, you know, we, we did much better, we also have to take into account to, to be honest about how well we have lived
1: up to the high calling with which we are called. And what are the repercussions of that?
0: That's something to just leave out there. Let's go ahead and join together now in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Merciful God, we praise you that you give strength for every weakness, forgiveness for our
1: failures and new beginnings in Jesus Christ. Merciful God, we praise you that you give strength. Oh, I already said that. Especially we thank you for our
2: great love for the whole world. The plants and animals that provide our food. Those who support us in times of suffering. Accomplishments that are pleasing to you. Expressions of love, unexpected or undeserved.
1: People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for this day, for a good
2: session meeting last night. For the sunshine, for the blessings of this day.
1: Almighty God, you know all needs before we speak our prayers, yet
0: you welcome our concerns for others in Jesus Christ.
1: Especially we pray for Baptist, Disciples of Christ, Pentecostal, and
2: Free Churches, Victims of Tragedy and Disaster. Those who are captive or in prison. Those who weep with the grieving. Reconciliation with our enemies. People of God, for what else do we pray?
0: We pray for Joan and Keith, former co-workers of Bill's.
1: Joan has many health problems, and Keith is her primary caregiver. We pray for
0: the family and friends of Joe Miller, Joe's daughter-in-law, who passed away
1: very suddenly. We pray for Donald and Deborah, friends of Bill's. Deborah's in the middle of stages of Alzheimer's.
0: We pray for Louisa, Linda's granddaughter, who's gotten
1: RSV. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who's back in the hospital with kidney failure. For Deborah,
0: who uh, continues to heal from hip replacement surgery,
1: also a broken rib and continued hand pain from arthritis. We pray for Joy, a former play school teacher who's beginning chemo for colon cancer.
2: We lift up the people of Afghanistan, caught in the midst of uh, civil war slash uh, transfer of power to the Taliban. We pray for our troops and personnel being extracted. We pray for their safety, for their families. We pray for our leaders that they would make wise decisions. Protect your people, O God,
1: and keep us safe until the coming of your new dawn and the establishment of your
0: righteousness.
1: Rule. By your Holy Spirit, stir
0: up within us a longing for the light of your new day and guide us by the radiance of Jesus Christ, your Son, our risen Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but
1: deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ
0: Jesus. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship at the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our
1: readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.